0: Welcome to the ministry of Reverend Jerry Penu, founder and head pastor of Disciple Nations Church, the Word Place, a 21st-century Christmatic, Apostolic, and an Evangelical ministry. Reverend Jerry Penu, passionate about soul winning, working of miracles, and empowering believers to take their rightful place in the world, he believes that Africa must send the gospel of Jesus to every city, town, or village of the world, and thus. He is committed in doing by establishing 50,000 churches across the world in his lifetime. He is a gifted teacher of the gospel, a prophet, and an entrepreneur. He is a marketer and an investment banker by profession. He holds an MBA in marketing from the University of Cape Coast, Ghana. Now hear today's word. Economist.
1: This month I'll be preaching a lot on what the believer is expected to do because I realize that a lot of people are born again, but they do not really appreciate what it means to be born again and what they must do to ensure that um, they are born again is relevant and useful to society. Amen. So this month, I'll be doing a lot of teachings on what you must do as a believer. Is that okay? All right, so... We are starting it with uh, pursuing the concerns of God. Pursuing the concerns of God. I want you to understand that God has concerns, God has worries. The omnipotent God the all-knowing God, the all-powerful God, he has concerns. And sometimes the concerns of God may not necessarily be what you think. Hallelujah. The concerns of God may not necessarily be what you think. And, and yet, we, we, we have been born again and, and, and the concerns of God are still not addressed. So, what can we do? I want to help you in this month, and we are starting today. Mark chapter 8, verse 27 to 38. All right, so let's go to Mark chapter 8, verse 27 to 38. And I need you to pay attention to the reading of God's word um, because the message is in the scriptures. Amen. Amen everything i'll share is from the scripture so pay attention to the scripture if you understand the scripture you will understand the preaching is that okay all right jesus and his disciples went on the villages around caesarea philippi now i want you to note jesus and his disciples because oftentimes jesus will walk With different group of people sometimes he will walk with a crowd sometimes he will walk with the disciples amen so in this context the bible says that Jesus and his disciples so this is very specific he was walking with his disciples they went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi on the way he asked them so he was walking with them he and his disciples i want to believe that at the time judas was part amen you know every judas was once lawyer anybody that will betray you in this life once upon a time will look like he or she is lawyer So I have realized that loyalty is not what people do for you. Loyalty is what people have in their hearts against you or for you. Many may be working with you, but their heart is not with you. They will buy you food, but they can put poison in the food to kill you. So many will work with you, but their heart is not with you. If they get opportunity, they will do you evil, but they are working with you. And so people can be walking with you, but their heart is not with you. Are we together? So on the way, Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say I am? Who do people say I am? They replied, who are they? Who are they? Beautiful. It means you are following. I want you to follow. Amen. Amen. They replied. Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others one of the prophets. So they gave him how many answers? Go back to verse 27. How many answers? Is it two? Are you sure? Okay, let's go. Who do people say I am? They replied. Some say who? So that's number what? Number one. Others say that's number what? And still others, one of the prophets. So, they give him three answers. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are John the Baptist. And still others say you are one of the prophets. Verse 29. Okay. So, Jesus says that, all right. So, I've heard what the opinions of people are about me. Some say I'm John the Baptist. That is okay. Some say I'm Elijah. Some even don't want to give me a description. say you are one of the prophets. But you who walk with me closely, who do you say I am? So, who do you say I am? And then Peter answered, you are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began To teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders. Chief priests and teachers of the law and that he must be killed. And he must be what? The son of man must suffer many things. He must be rejected by the elders and he must be killed. And after three days, he will rise again. He spoke plainly, not in parables, about this issue. The fact that he's going to die. The fact that he's going to be killed. The fact that he will be rejected. And the fact that after he's killed and buried, he will rise again in three days. So he spoke plainly about this and Peter took him aside. Peter did what? Peter took him aside. Master, baby, here, me know you all. You want to die? Jesus, what are you talking about? So, Peter took him aside and did what? Began to rebuke Jesus. Do you know why Peter was rebuking Jesus? Because in the same chapter 8 of Mark, the Bible says that Jesus used seven loaves of bread to feed 4,000 people and their disciples had seven baskets full left. And so Peter now looks at Jesus and says, You want to die Jesus so that how will we feed ourselves? You know, many people are following Jesus because of what they will eat. And so, Peter rebuked Jesus and Master, you will not die. You know, G- G- P- Peter is, is, is speaking faith over Jesus. You will not die. I'm sure uh, he was asking Jesus to sing, Jesus, So, Peter, rebuked the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a guy that they follow him to a wedding and, and, and there is a shortage of drink and, and, and Jesus would turn water into wine. Jesus was a showboy. And so Peter just cannot afford Jesus to die. He can't. Who will invite them to important functions? The Bible says that one time, uh, the mother-in-law of Jesus, uh, of Peter was sick. Sorry, not Jesus. The mother-in-law of Peter was, was sick. Jesus and the disciples visited her and Jesus prayed for her and the woman was healed. The woman cooked for them to eat. I am sure Peter alone, the woman wouldn't have cooked. So, Peter now remembers all these things and Peter says that Jesus oh, 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 but you see, Peter was looking at what he would get from Jesus and not the greater good of humanity. Are we together? And that is a problem with a lot of us today. If I should ask you, why are you in church? Look, I can tell you on authority that it has nothing to do with Christ. It has everything to do with your needs. Everything to do with your needs. So we have become self-centered, selfish believers. People in our families are dying all the time and going to hell. We don't care. As long as we get what to eat, we are fine. So Jesus rebuked him. Peter rebuked Jesus. Now look at verse three. But when Jesus turned and looked, remember. He was working with his disciples, right? Do you remember? That was the first thing we read, that Jesus was working with his disciples. And, and he asked them a question. They answered the question. And then he asked another question. And now, after that, he began to tell them that I am going to die. Yeah, I'm going to die. And the Bible says that he said that in plain terms there was no ambiguity about what Jesus said there. It was not in parable because oftentimes Jesus would speak to them in parables and then they would go to him and ask for a minute. But when it came to this the Bible says that he spoke to them in plain terms. Plain language. Now after Peter rebuked Jesus Jesus now turned and looked at his disciples and then he rebuked who? He rebuked Peter. Get be Get thee or get behind me, Satan. Now, now I wanted to what did Peter do? Peter only said, Jesus, you won't die. Hello. So if Jesus you won't die, because Peter was showing concern, if Jesus you won't die, makes Peter Satan. Then those of us who are fornicating, committing adultery. Stealing and lying. Who are are we? Peter says that Jesus, you will not die. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Now the word Satan then means opposer. So, Peter was opposing Jesus. He was stopping Jesus from dying. So, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. He said, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. I don't like this NIV. The original NIV says that you don't have in mind the consents of God. You do not have in mind the, the consents of God, but the consents of men. Look at verse 33 very well. Jesus says that Peter you are certain because you don't, you, you don't care about the things of God. But rather you care about the things of men. You care about what you eat. And, and what concerns God, which is the source of men, you don't care. So you do not have in mind. So, so you don't have in mind. Most of us here, we don't have in mind the things of God. No. Somebody in your family not born again. found When you were coming, you saw your friends walking around. You only told them, I'm why. and you call yourself Christian. So today we will look at what makes us Christians. And then all of us will assess ourselves and see whether we are in the faith. I can tell you, most of us here are not Christians. We are not. Are you hearing god's word yes, are you sure yes, i have told you me you won't come here for me to pamper you receive receive now to will born in me yes sir so you do not have in mind the things of god but the things of men and that is the problem with a lot of us all we think about myself, me, myself and I. It is always about you. If if you go to a typical prayer meeting, it is always about us. It is not about souls. Now look at verse 34. Then, after he said I remember that he was working with his disciples, and he asked his disciples questions, and then he spoke to his disciples about his death. The crowd was not there. When Peter rebuked him, the crowd was not there. When he responded to Peter that get behind me, Satan, the crowd was not there. But when he wanted to address the issue, look at how he did. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, so, so Jesus was working with his disciples. Something came up. He wanted to address it, but he did not just address it to the disciples. He called the crowd. Why? There are things that you only decide, discuss with leadership, but there are certain things that you discuss with leadership and the congregation. And the things that has to do with God, Jesus did not just call the disciples and discuss the wisdom. No, he called the crowd. Because Jesus realized that if this is how his, his disciples are thinking, that it is possible that that is how the crowd is thinking. For example, if the leaders in this church are stealing, it is possible that is what the members are doing. If leaders are committing adultery, it is possible that is what the members are doing. If leaders are liars, it is possible that that is what members are doing. If leaders come to church when they like, it is possible that that is what the members will do. So Jesus says, I am not just going to address this one because this issue looks like bigger than what I think. So he now calls the crowd. And then he added the disciples, and then he says, "If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. He must do what? If anyone will come after me, if anyone will be my disciple, the other person, if anyone will be my disciple, he must deny himself and take up his cross and do what, and follow me." Verse thirty-five: For whoever wants to save his life will do what whoever wants, some of you are too concerned about your life. Jesus says that you will lose it. So, you better be concerned about the things of God. You are too concerned about your life. What you wear, what you eat. Jesus says that if you are too concerned about your life, you will lose it. For whoever wants to save his life, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Remember, he said three things. If you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. You must carry your cross and you must follow me. Now he's telling you how you can do these three things. He said number one, if you save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for me and the gospel, you will save your life. Amen. You will save your life. Verse 36. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? So, what is he trying to tell you? He's trying to tell you that if you are interested in saving your life, if you are interested in gaining the whole world, and Jesus says that if you don't take care, you lose your soul. Amen. He said, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul some of you because of me obeying na mesuma some I because of me obeying who both your mind will cry no hear and tro and all the bowa bravo is who and all the bowa and fa who will cry who knew? Who crown? Who dream yeah, of being dead? A son said, "You are seeing a dead teni." The cow said, "You are seeing a dead teni." Into crown, who can be open? I open our door to a brave Hey, listen to me. This life, hey, eh? one day, whatever life you are living today will come to an end. if you are taking what i have been sharing with you like your life will not end this way some of you you are joking with your life but i'm praying for you that god will have mercy on you because the way your life is going the future is no good hello and then your open or do a brabo ay. Obujam will be anti minka. Utrantro be anti minka. Ubokron will be anti minka. One bassor will be anti minka. One bompa you'll be anti minka. Yes me say, yeah, my I am sorry, it is not your life. If it is your life, you can protect it. If it is your, if it, it is your life, you can decide not to die. The fact that you cannot decide not to die tells you that it is not your life. So live it well. Jesus says that what good is it for a man to gain the whole world? It is so difficult for you to be committed to God. I see. see. What is in the world? What is in the world? Where we are sitting. I didn't number sorry. I didn't say, Hand We don't care. We don't care. Honestly, we don't care. And can I tell you what? God is grieved. that's my wife. I have been praying since 10 30 p.m. last night to 3 a.m. I have been in God's presence God is grieved. amen we don't care we don't care young guys God gives us opportunity to be influential on social media and say What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? I like this one. What can you give in exchange? I am a Christo. To buy your soul, what can you do for him? And you see, one of the reasons why we joke with salvation is because we don't know what it cost Christ. And some of you think that it is a joke. Huh? Let me tell you this. Because one said, it doesn't make sense to them. You see, the preaching of the gospel will make sense to you when you perish. The preaching of the gospel, one day, it will make sense to you. And then the, uh, it may not make sense to you. That's why I how? Your bed dear be in your bed shape into war, how you know, Yamia Sam and Win, Yaw Sabadachi, and Obey Hill. Yeah. <laughs> so, who one of them will say, Sana, it is better for you to have Christ and not have what to eat than to have what to eat and not have Christ. So, who are, I know better here. The other internal won't follow a bravo and my Christo, now won't soon ye. So Ten cars. Can you drive all the ten cars at the same time? So I want a thousand. We better a thousand in at the same time. Huh? So I ten girlfriends. Can you line all of them up and say, "I'm sleeping with all of you." why can't you do that and why are you joking with your future and why do you think that the future is waiting for you why do you think no the future is not waiting for you are you in church i like the way the place is quiet because these are not preachings that people shout. These are preachings that take away demons from your spirit. Yeah? As I said, you see, we live in a generation where. Yeah. Yeah. So, i for going story, not because. Because. I swear, I, you cool. yeah, I swear You make Yeah, I we Now, you don't belong. Listen to me. Church is a serious place. It's a place where we are working on your souls. Hey, let me tell you this. Men found was So a men you why not? So, why are you so busy? Wouldn't you sorry? Wouldn't you mean, can you? I'm yes, I want mean. bomb pie, I want to be babble congru. you 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 have You know, you have He said she knew you. I you not you too late. you too late. There is a story about a young man who somebody was chasing to take him to church. boy, we can't Last time, na guy no call if you know catching him, boy say Abraboa, uh, we'll Christ On them uh, say, "We will Okay, Christian now uh, we we'll Oh, for us, we so okay. For us, so okay. will not give up." The following the Abraham Guy here also On that way. Or die one, sorry. One in the cool when no one be great combination. O we one, sorry, one, sorry, a or software I But that is the story of most of the people in our families, and even in the church. We come to church, pastor is preaching, but yet he born fire. And fire. Have you heard it before? Oh yes. Can I tell you something and? The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die, but after death, there will be judgment. I give the air, I do but a year was a seal, so you will account. Yeah, you will account. Are we together? Take me to the scripture. So, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Verse 38. If anyone so so Jesus gives three things that shows that you you are a disciple and now he's explaining how those three things can happen. He said that if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his father's glory with the holy angels. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word and always say amen. So, pursuing the concerns of God, pursuing the things of God, pursuing the things that makes God happy. But before I go into that, let me share with you three things. That are the requirements of a disciple. If we say somebody is a disciple, what does he mean? Number one, it means that that person has denied himself. So, if you have not denied yourself, you are not yet a Christian. To deny yourself means that you don't have a life of your own. You see your life as belonging to Christ. You don't give attention to your flesh. Look at Romans chapter 9 verse 1 to 14. Say, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cast and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race. The people of Israel, theirs is the adoption as sons, theirs the divine glory, their covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, And from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ who is God over all forever praised. Say amen. amen. Verse six. It is not as though God's word had failed for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Huh. No because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children? On the contrary it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Verse eight. In other words It is not the natural children who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise. Hello? Who are what regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebecca's children had one and the same father, our father Isaac, verse 11. Yet, before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose in election might stand. God's purpose in what? All of us here, eh? it is God's purpose in election that has made it possible for us to become children of God. Hello? And this election comes with a requirement you must deny yourself. Am I preaching to you this morning? God in his purpose has elected you, but he elected you so that you would deny yourself of the flesh. Let's go quickly. Yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose in election my son, verse 12 not by words, but by him who caused, she was told the older will serve the younger. Are you learning? Just as it is written, Jacob is loved, but Esau, I hated. What then shall we say is God unjust? Not at all. Give me the same Romans, chapter 8, verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, verse 39 neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord verse 14 why, why, why is the apostle saying this the apostle had denied himself look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 to 4 now okay, let's do Mark chapter 8, let's, let's do Mark, I'll come to Hebrews. Let's do the Mark chapter 8 verse 34 to 36. Then he called the crowd to him along with disciples and said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Listen, as long as the flesh is leading you, you cannot follow Jesus. You see, the life that you are living now, eh, it is not your life. Hmm? It is not your life. It is not your life. The life that you are living now is the life of God that is in you. And for you to be able to to serve God well, you must deny your flesh. Look at Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I Have what? I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live until you are able to say this. Eh? You are not born again yet. It means that you don't have the life of God in you. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ, does what? Christ lives in me. It means that the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I live in the body, I live it by faith because I am dead. If you are dead, you will not be so moved by the things of the world. The reason why things of the world attract you so much is because you are not yet a Christian. You are not yet born again. You have not yet denied yourself. You are born again. But the life of Christ is not in you. It is still your life. that is. The apostle said, I have been crucified. How can you be crucified with Christ and still be living your own life? I tell people that any time sin is dragging you check whether christ is still in you because christ and the devil cannot coexist are you in church i said christ and the devil cannot coexist if you have the nature of the devil you cannot claim to be a child of god a child of god cannot have the nature of the devil Some of us sitting here, everybody will leave the church. hatred, bitterness, wickedness. I'm telling you, because you've not denied yourself yet, so it is all about you. Listen, one of the reasons why we cannot go out there and preach is because we have not denied ourselves myself. I am starting street revival from November every Friday you see me on the street. I have denied myself what do I have to lose <laughs> they will read biography oh or software school or school masters and eh, 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 no, one no papers. someone found two. I don't know. I want to say, empty you came. Empty you go. In that day, okay, I did mean to be a Christmas. Bro, will bring it. now. will be Are you aware? I be I am telling you, I will no, Because you want to drive Corolla, Corolla. You, go, you, you, you are able to go and kill because you want to drive Honda Civic. So, who are? Honda Civic, fancy you. Deny yourself. What is it? The life that I live, Galatians 2.20, it is no longer my life. Why? I have denied. I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live. I don't live. Hello. So if there is nightclubbing going on, I don't live. I don't live again. If people are going to steal, I don't live again. It is not me. It is not not (laughs) me. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in this body, I live it by faith in the son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you say this thing boldly? Uh, can you boldly say that the life you are living in the body is a life of faith because it is the life of Christ that is in you if the life of Christ is in you you will do what Christ did when he was on earth and I'm going to tell you some of the things that he did deny yourself and listen write this one down Christianity is very difficult if you've not denied yourself That is one. Number two. Those who enjoy their faith in Christ are those who have denied themselves. The reason why you cannot wake up at dawn and pray is because you've not denied yourself. It is still about you. I prayed. I was in God's presence from 10.30 p.m. yesterday. Uh, steadied, prayed down. Uh, I started praying from 12 no, before 12 midnight around 11.45. I started praying uh, till 3 a.m. This in fact, three ten. 3 10. Do you know how many minutes I spent praying for myself? Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And I'm It was about you. It was about souls. Why? I have denied myself. The life that I live is no longer my life. So if it's not my life, why, why am I worried? Why do I want to spend four hours praying for myself? What time will I pray about? One of the reasons why you find it difficult to serve Christ is because you have not denied yourself. You are born again, but you are still there. A son said, You've not denied yourself. Some of you, right now, if I'm your pastor, isn't it? If I'm doing crusade here, eh, and your popular artist, hip life artist, is doing a concert next, I can tell you without prophecy that you leave me and you go for your concert. And I'm talking about Christians, I was telling my wife this morning, the kind of Christians we are raising there, I am afraid for the next generation. I am afraid. Young people who cannot go out there and preach the gospel. So when, when, when we leave the sin, what will happen? At your age, won't you go you've not denied yourself. Some of you because who call them who Some of you too. Now would you contact? Now, you are not taking the contact for the kingdom. You are taking the contact for yourself. What go outreach? Now what could you contact? You know, 11 p.m. Now we friend up our chrono. Oh, let me flash. He will say, yeah." Is that why you got the number? You got the number to preach the gospel. But essence, say, you are went ma. answer. You have to do your bidding. Tell you never deny yourself. Deny yourself. Number two. Take up your cross. Listen. The cross is a symbol of shame. Frustration. pains, and disappointment. Look at Mark 838. If anyone is ashamed of me And my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, the son of man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his father's glory with the holy angels. Why is he talking about shame? He's talking about shame because the cross is a symbol of shame. And so if Jesus says that, carry your cross and follow me, Jesus is saying that, be unashamed about me. But Christ he no so he said, I am giving you Christ, not me. I am unashamed. I used to fornicate with you, but now I have come to give you Christ. I am not ashamed. Why not the one sleeping with me? Yes, I was the one, but now I am bringing you Christ. I am not ashamed. But did you sleep? I slept with you, but now I am giving you Christ. I am not ashamed. He said, if you are ashamed of me, a time is coming. I will also be ashamed of you. The cross is a symbol of shame. If you are here and you cannot stand shame, you are not yet born again. Write it down. Look at Hebrews twelve two 2-4. Let us fix our, no, let's read from verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the rest marked out for us. Verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the Author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He did what? He endured because of the joy set before him. The Bible says that he endured the cross scorning its shame. The cross is a symbol of shame. And Jesus says that if you want to follow me, carry your cross. In other words, carry your shame. Hello? Do what? Carry your shame. I used to do bad things with you but carry your shame and go and preach the gospel. These are the people that he will reward on the last day. People who are unashamed of the gospel. The things I used to do, Reverend, it is so difficult for me to go out there and preach. Jesus is be unashamed. Do you know why? Because, number two, the any good news the cross is a symbol of shame and what's that and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God Verse 3 consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men people who didn't qualify to even mention Jesus' name when insulting him. The cross is a symbol of shame. And if you are here and you cannot stand shame, it means that Christ is not yet formed in you. You see, if Christ is formed in you, you become shameless. You become shameless. So, Jesus says that, if you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, don't be concerned about this life and then carry your cross. Don't be ashamed. Carry your cross. Carry your cross. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Last verse. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted the point of shedding your blood. Ah, hello? You've not yet, in your struggle against sin, you've not yet. You've not gotten into where you have to shed your blood for somebody. So be unashamed and go and preach the gospel. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? You cannot claim you are a disciple of Christ and, and you are you, 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 you ashamed number one of the gospel, number two of your situation. You are not yet born again. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped but made himself nothing. The cross is a symbol of shame. Jesus made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant. Can you imagine? This is the creator of all things. He took himself, he took upon himself the nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness, God became man. And then you say you are feeling shy to preach the gospel. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to that even death on the cross. Why did he say even death on the cross? Because in those days, it is criminals that are being, that are hanged on the cross. And so if you are hanged on the cross, it means that you are a dead criminal. That is why on the day Jesus was released to be, to be hanged. Uh, on the cross, they were asking should we release this one or this criminal? The people saw the criminal, somebody who was terrorizing them, but they said no way, release Jesus. And Jesus, who had sinned, who had not sinned against anybody had to be hanged on the cross and crucified shamefully. And now this Jesus is telling you that if you want to be my disciple, you must carry your cross. What is it that is your cross? Some of you, your cross can be your bad behavior in the past. Some of you, your, your, your cross can be, can be your sinful nature. Some of you can even be your family background. But Jesus says that irrespective of what you have, who you are, and where you are coming from, carry your cross if you want to be my disciple. Anything that will serve as an opposition to the throne, carry it and follow me. Now look at the the last point. He said, follow me. Follow me means that, follow my steps. In other words, whatever I suffered, you will suffer some. Be willing to suffer for me it also means that teach like I taught. Look at John chapter 15 verse 18 to 27. John 15. Do you realize that after Jesus met Peter and Cole and he gave them a prophetic word and they caught fish. It always says that there was a, a net, it was a net breaking miracle. The next thing Jesus said was that "Follow me and I will make you fishers of men." Hello. To follow Jesus means that you should be able to suffer the things he suffered. You should be able to teach the way he taught. And you must have his passion as your passion. Is that if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me. What? It, it, it did what? So, follow me. You are following Jesus. And he's telling you that if the world hates you, keep in mind. Don't forget that the world hated me first. Verse 19. If you belonged to the world, it will love you as its own. But as it is, you do not belong to the world. Now let me ask you, why is it that you don't belong to the world but the world loves you? There is a question mark. There is a question mark. You don't belong to the world, but the world loves you. There was a problem somewhere. The world loves you not because you preach the gospel. The world loves you because you are like them. You act like them. You walk with them. You move with them. You dress like them. You behave like them. Everything about you is not different from the world. So when they see you, they see themselves. Are you in church? Are you sure? When they see you, say this is our partner in crime. No difference. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Some of you here, you know that this scripture does not apply to you. Even though you are Christian, but the world doesn't hate you. Any Christian that is not hated by the world is not yet fully born again. You are born again. When when, when your wee smoking friends see you, you, don't run away. There is a problem with you. You are born again. And and your friends can still your your your, your girlfriends can still send you naked pictures. There's a problem with you. There was a, a big problem with you. The world loves you. And Jesus says that if that is the case, then you are not out of the world. You are still in the world. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is what? No servant is what? Is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. So I don't get why people don't obey me because Jesus didn't obey him. That's why I preach and preach and preach. The things I said don't do. They're the same things you go and do. Then Jesus is watching me. He said boy you are doing my work. They did it to me. Yeah. So so I am encouraged. Yeah, I am encouraged. I am encouraged. It says that <laughs> they will persecute you also if they obey my teaching. They will obey yours also verse 21 let's go quickly they will treat you this way because of my name for they do not know the one who sent me if I had not come and spoken to them they would not be guilty of sin now however they have no excuse for their sin so you see if I do not talk to you about these things you will not have any guilty of sin but as long as I am talking to you about these things if you go and live in your past you will be guilty of your sins. Jesus when you He who hates me he hates my father as well. Wow. If I had not done among them what no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now, they have seen these miracles and yet, they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me even without reason. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify. So so you see, when the counselor comes, he will testify about me. But you also testify for you have been with me from the beginning last verse all this I have told you so that you will not go astray all this I have told you so that you will not go astray all right so what are the concerns of God because remember in the book in the scripture that we read earlier in Mark chapter 8, after Peter rebuked Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus turned to the disciples and then he he told Peter that Get thee behind me Satan, verse 33. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, "Get behind me Satan, and I told you, the word Satan there means what? Opposer. He said, You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So, what are the things of God and what are the concerns of God? Listen to me. The concerns of God has nothing to do with you coming to church. Yeah. What what is God's major concern? God's major concern is not that a a Christian will wake up on a Sunday and come to church. Because that is something that you should know. It, it is like, it is like a child waking up and not eating will he survive? life. Huh? So that is not an issue. You coming to church is not God's major concern. Hello? You playing a role in the church is not God's major concern. That you come and sweep here. It is good because if you don't come and sweep, the place will not be clean and need for us to come and sit down. But that is not God's major concern. To sing in the choir is good, but that is not God's major concern. To be an usher is good, but that is not God. To be behind the media stuff, the sound and all, it is good, but that is not God's major concern. What then is God's major concern? Look at Matthew chapter 19, verse 9 to 10. God's major concern. But give me John chapter three, verse sixteen. For God so loved the world that he did war. Let's read together. Let's go, ready to go. So, God's major concern is not the things we do in church, but the salvation of men. Look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom. And healing every diseases. Verse thirty six. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. So, so, so then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful." but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Give me Luke 19, verse 9 to 10. Luke 19. Jesus said to them, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Look at verse 10. For the son of man came to do what? Huh? For the son of man came to do what? For the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. This is God's concern. Ladies and gentlemen. So, so Jesus telling Peter, That you are not concerned about the things of God but rather you are concerned about human things. What Jesus was trying to say is that Peter was not interested in the salvation of people. The reason is that Peter was trying to prevent Jesus from dying and if Jesus didn't die, you and I will not be saved. Hello? What makes salvation possible for us is the fact that Jesus died. Buried and he was and he resurrected on the third day. The concerns of God is that men be saved. Are you in church? And Jesus says that as long as Peter was trying to stop him from achieving this aim, Peter was a Satan himself. How many Satans do we have in the church this morning? when was the last time you prayed for a soul to be saved when was the last time you preached the good news to somebody you don't need to know everything before you can preach if you know nothing at least Jesus loves you it's enough and you see The thing about the preaching of the gospel and the salvation of men is that it is not how eloquent you are but it is the Holy Spirit that convicts people of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. So it is not you who does the work. Why can't you go out there? Why why do we have a lot of people in church this morning and yet we have a lot of chairs, empty chairs? The reason is very simple. We are concerned about our our needs. Go back to Mark 8-3. We are concerned about our needs. We are too concerned about ourselves. We are too concerned about ourselves. And you see, The greatest form, write it down, the greatest form of wickedness to your family is not when you are not able to feed your family but when you allow people to die in your family without knowing Christ. I'm going to repeat myself. The greatest form of wickedness to your family is not your inability to feed your family We deliberate. But allowing people to die in your family without knowing Christ is the greatest form of wickedness. Hell is not an experience, a good experience for anybody. And you see, We talk about these things, and as long as we are on earth, it won't make sense to us. Next week, I'm going to take you to the parable of uh, the story of Lazarus and the rich man. And you will understand why the gospel must reach people urgently. It's, it's, It's an urgent mission. It is an urgent mission because people are dying every day without knowing Christ. Number two, it is an urgent mission because there are people even in the church who don't know Christ. Who? Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There are people in the church. In fact, eh, there are even pastors who don't yet know the Lord. Look at First Samuel chapter three, verse one. We will read verse one. First Samuel chapter three, verse one, and then we'll jump to verse seven. I, I want to teach you something. First Samuel chapter three: Is that the boy Samuel did what? Let's read together. The boy Samuel did what? The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. So, so he, was, he was serving the Lord. Is that okay? He was ministering to the Lord. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Uh, uh, in, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions, but someone ministered to the Lord, right? Now, look at verse 7. The same first Samuel chapter 3, verse 7. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The one who was ministering to the Lord did not yet know the Lord. <laughs> Very in verse 1, someone was ministering to the Lord. In verse 7, someone did not yet know the Lord. So it is possible for you to be in the church and even be a pastor, and yet not know the Lord. It is possible for you to be behind the sound, and not yet know the Lord. It is possible for you to be doing projection, and not know the Lord. It is possible for you to be singing in the choir, and not yet know the Lord. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, and someone was ministering to the Lord, verse verse 7, and someone did not yet know the Lord. Are you in church? It is possible. So, the Lord is not if you like much interested in in our fanfare in church. He's interested in souls. Write it down. God is not much interested in our church fanfares. He's interested in souls. As long as what we are doing will will win souls into the kingdom, heaven rejoices. As a matter of fact, all the activities that we do in church may be important, but the only activity that Bible states that brings joy to heaven is when a soul is saved. The Bible says that when one soul is saved, heaven rejoices. There is much jubilation in heaven when a soul is saved. Are you here? So, so what brings God much joy is that souls are saved. Souls are saved. You cannot claim you love God when you don't do your conscience of God. Look at Luke 15 verse 7. Are you being blessed? Luke 15, 7, verse 7. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. You see, for those of us who have come to church now, eh, it is good that we are born again. eh, But it ends there you don't need salvation anymore what will make god happy now it's when the 99 of us who are here will go out there and bring people into the kingdom that is what brings joy to heaven it means that if souls are not being added to the church there is no joy in heaven so if there is no joy in heaven what is in heaven Huh? sadness sorrow heaven is in is, is in tears because the 99 have chosen not to preach the gospel this morning i brought you god's word be concerned about the things of god enough of your human concerns some of you can't even wake up and bath and even just come to church because it's a problem So if coming to church is a problem for you, how can you even go and bring somebody to church? I end with you with these few words. Your salvation without the salvation of others is meaningless and will not earn you reward in heaven. Your salvation, must necess- your salvation must necessarily be linked to the salvation of others. Some of you here, you've been born again for 15 years. You cannot even boast of one soul that is saved because of you. The worst is that every soul that comes, you have slept with them. You have been born again. I I think you should be ashamed of yourself. You have been born again for many years and you cannot boast of even one, one soul. Even one soul that you have saved. You cannot boast of it. This morning, God is calling all of us to repentance. That we will change our ways. That we will commit ourselves the conscience of God. And let me tell you this. Look, the Bible says that uh, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. You cannot preach the good news and God will not bless you. You know why? I said from November, I will be on the street preaching. Watch me from November. My life will change tremendously. God, God, you see, God is a transactional God. That I can tell you. When he was saying the disciples in Matthew chapter 10, what did he tell them? He said, the, the worker is worthy of his wages. God is a transactional God. If you say him, he will reward you. So said, those who come to God must know that he is. And he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you diligently seek him, he will reward you. The reason why it looks like nothing is happening to you because you are concerned about what you eat than being concerned about the things of the gospel. Look at Matthew 6.33. That's my last scripture. Most of us, we are chasing after other things instead of chasing after the kingdom. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. But most of us are rather chasing the things and we have left the kingdom and the righteousness. We have left it. That is why today Evangelism is not common in our churches today, so we need it's not common in our churches. I, I when we come, I was telling my wife, I don't, I, I, I just cannot wrap my mind around the kind of young people we have in our churches today. I don't understand. Young people who are not interested in the things of God. A hammer. Seriously, a hammer. Because if at this age the things of God don't move you. At what age will you be moved by the things of God? At what age? So it is a worry. It is a worry. Wake up. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Why? And there are a lot of people out there that if you don't go and reach out to them, they will not be saved. Are you aware? There are a lot of people out there that if you and I don't go out there and reach out to them, they will not be saved. And if you are living here today, live here with the story that I shared with you about a young man who was into drugs. Nothing will happen. And then something happened. He did not even have the chance to say bye-bye to the evangelist. God himself came to the earth to die so you'll be saved. This morning, I want to call on people who are saying that, Pastor, I want to have a renewal of heart. I want to do the bidding of God from today. I want to work for God. I I want to do the work of a Christian. Yes, the work of a Christian. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for choosing me. Thank you that from today you have given me the power the grace to be the Christian that you have called me to be. I pledge to work for you, to win souls, to preach the gospel, and to make sure that many will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. I ask for only one thing. Grant me good health. Grant me strength. Grant me Long life and grant me financial prosperity. That all the days of my life I will serve you, I will win souls, I will make money and win souls in Jesus' name. With your hands lifted up, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for your children who have come, Lord, give them a new heart. Every one of us, including myself, Father, we want to work for you. We acknowledge that it is going to be difficult. But Father, we ask for your help. We ask for strength from above. We ask for your grace to be made available to us, even in our weaknesses. The Lord, through us, this church will grow. Through us, the kingdom will grow. Through us, many will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Reverend Jerry Payne. For more information about our ministry, kindly visit our website at www.disciplenationschurch.org or call us on 0244-733-659. Locate the workplace of Disciple Nations Church at Sotoko Official Town Market near the Boniben Building or Sadiba Electronics in Accra. God bless you.